Hi, this is Amber. Welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. You can sub- subscribe, excuse me, to the podcast channel on iTunes and Spotify. You can head over to the website and you can also sign up for the newsletter if you want to stay in touch or you can find uh, me on social media, mostly on Insta, but sometimes on Twitter. I'm not a big fan of social media. I'll put that out there now. So I won't be responding to messages on there. It's best to email amber at sacredspacehealing.org. Okay, who am I? I'm a Reiki master teacher and a shamanic practitioner. These podcasts have been going uh, for decades, uh, well before it became trendy to have a podcast. Thank you for all your messages of support and your donations. So all your donations, however great, however small, go back into creating more free content and supporting the work, which is crucial at this time. Uh, free content is crucial because I'm not affiliated to anyone. I'm not marketing or promoting anything or anyone, and I'm not advertising anything. And um, in this day and age, when we're being subliminally and uh, overtly sold stuff, um, what I'm providing is a rarity. So all your donations go straight back into more free content and assisting those souls out there that are looking to learn and grow and heal um, and discover the truth of who they are. Uh, I've been a Reiki master since 2010. I've been following the spiritual path since the late 90s. Um, and I trained in shamanism between 2010 and 2015. And along the way, I'm also trained in yoga nidra, meditation, karma clearing, space clearing, and a whole load of other things. I work with clients around the world, and we do work on core wounds, life purpose, um, alignment, realignment, uh, career alignment, and much more. So check out the website, sacredspacehealing.org. Okay, today in this podcast, I'd like to shine a light on the the phrase aho a h o so i was thinking how best to do this you know that i have three phrases that are huge red flags for me amongst many other red flags and these are love and light oh god i can't stand that phrase <laughs> but that will be another podcast um namaste which is invariably mispronounced namaste Namaste. I mean, I could give you all the variations of it. I put on the silly voice because it, it's so infuriating. It's so infuriating. It's said by people that literally have no idea of what they're appropriating 99% of the time. And a ho. So we're going to start with a ho. So when I first went to my shamanic circles a decade ago, I remember sitting in circle and people go around and they're, t- you know, speaking their... Well, speak, I, w- I wouldn't say truth because I've since learned that a lot of people pretend in circles, but they were speaking. And at the end of speaking, someone would say, aho, and the whole circle would go, aho, in this very sort of reverential way, you know, hand on heart, looking down, nodding. And I thought, God, what is that? I don't know what that is. I better start saying it because I want to fit in. So I started saying it. Um, and I think I may have asked someone or googled it or something like what does it mean what does it mean and the uh, answer I was given was that it was it sort of uh, means I agree or uh, you know putting your hand on your heart that I'm with you or I hear you and that it was a native American phrase that the Lakota people use in circle and I thought oh god this is so beautiful because ever since I can remember and I sound like a cliche I was very interested in Native American traditions but especially the Lakota 
and uh, for a period of time I was trying to learn Lakota. It's a really beautiful language. Difficult, but beautiful. Um, because I, I didn't want to feel like I was appropriating customs without giving due reverence or education to the actual customs. I'm very honest with people when they ask me about shamanism. I've never been to any of these places. So I've never been to North or South America. I've not sat in the Amazon. I've not sat with the Lakota yet. <laughs> I've not sat with the Sami. I've not. But I have worked with teachers and healers closely from those parts of the world um, to learn their traditions, to understand them and their work better. And I have hopes and dreams that one day I will go to those parts of the world and connect with the land, at least, you know, the, the greatest ancestors and have a greater understanding of those rituals of healing and community, which are very specific to those communities, those cultures. But living in the UK, as I do, I have traveled the UK. I have connected to shamanic uh, lineages within the UK and I have a background in um, connections to many other cultures and countries that I have been to whose cultures and, and um, traditions I draw on because that's unique to my ancestry. So just giving a bit of backstory there. But I didn't know this stuff about Aho. I was very, um, very naive to it. And I used it in my circles. So when I ran drumming circles, when I ran um, shamanic journeying workshops, I would say Aho. And then I stopped at some point because I noticed that people in my circle were just copying me. You know, the people that came to circle would go, oh, and I realized they didn't have a clue what they were really emulating. They would go get their drum, sometimes from a very expensive shop, and they would say, oh, this is a buffalo drum, buffalo skin, or this is this skin. And they didn't really understand everything that goes into, for example, your relationship with the drum, which I will do a podcast on at some point also. It suddenly seems like that's quite important. Um, they were just appropriating because it sounded good. It felt good. Something to hold on to. It's kind of trendy. These days, everyone does it. People are signing off social media posts with a ho. Um, they're calling workshops a ho workshops. They sit in circle and say a ho. And they have no idea. Anyway, fast forward to a few years later and I read something where someone went, you know, the biggest sort of new age spirituality bullshit is when you sit in circle and someone says, aho, because the word doesn't even exist. And I thought, what? I felt myself get really like, um, feel anxious inside because this was me. Was I the charlatan? So, I, so I, I did another search, a proper search this time, about traditions and Lakota traditions um, and language. And yeah, it doesn't exist. It's been made up by the white man. You know, it's been made up. It doesn't exist. It, the Lakota don't sit in circle going, aho. It doesn't mean anything. And so in some ways it's wonderful because it shows us the charlatans. You know, if you're in a circle and people are going, oh, in this kind of mock reverential way, pseudo reverential, it's a massive red flag that they don't know what the hell they're on about. Like, this is a bullshit circle. There is no integrity in this circle or this workshop or, you know, wherever you are and you're, you're hearing that silly little phrase. And I think that um, in some ways it's serving its purpose really beautifully, as tends to happen in spirituality and shamanism and mysticism, is that the truth eventually emerges. Um, but it's a prime example of how we have appropriated customs and traditions 
um, and not done the work around embodying them, emulating them uh, with integrity, uh, around respecting those cultures and traditions, around paying back. Um, just the two words that always come to me are authenticity and integrity. You know, and I think we lack it so fundamentally in society, but also in our spiritual communities now. These days, anyone gets a drum and sits in a circle and starts running ceremonies and in inverted commas, and they don't even know what they're doing. You know, they have no teacher in place, no mentor. They have nothing or no one that is watching over them. They have no tradition. They have no cultural connection. They have no lineage to this work. But they liked it. They liked the drum. They liked the sound of the drum. They liked the rattle. They liked the sage. I said in a podcast, several podcasts I'm sure I've said, that you know, I remember running a circle once and going around in the circle and saying to people, you know, why are you here? Because it was a shamanic um, journeying circle. Uh, what's your background? You know, have you had any experience of shamanism? And we came to this one woman who was a life coach. Um, you know, very, very business-minded. Very, this is how you get more... Uh, clients, this is how you make money kind of thing. She thought I was ridiculous because she thought my website didn't funnel enough people to press the pay button. And I thought she was ridiculous in many ways because all it did was funnel her website to pay, you know, click and buy here. So we were on very different sides of the fence when it came to healing. And um, when I got to her and said, you know, why are you here? Um, what does shamanism mean to you? Have you had any experience? She said, oh, I love shamanism. And I said, yes, really? And why is that? And she said, I love feathers. <laughs> I'll never get over that phrase. She said, I love feathers. And I just looked at her like, okay, so uh, something that goes back millennia to do with seeing in the dark and walking between worlds you love because you love feathers uh-huh i mean sadly this individual you know she came to my one workshop and then she thought she'd discovered and learned shamanism and she went off and started running shamanic workshops and tours and calls herself a shamanic healer now i mean it's insane it's sad and um you know i i ran shamanic journeying workshops but i never said to anyone when you leave here you can now do the work i said this is a discovery for you let that take you to a place of knowing of self. Of course, people don't do that. People go, oh, that was a nice workshop. I wonder how much money she made. Maybe I can make some money too. Maybe I can get people hanging on my every word. Which, again, I've talked about in other podcasts that um, a lot of people go into healing because their lives didn't work out. And they wanted to be actors, dancers, musicians. They wanted to be people. It often attracts people like that. They wanted to be people in the public eye. They always had that desire and it didn't happen for them. They didn't get the applause, they didn't get the accolades, they didn't get the awards. So they go into healing, initially to heal themselves. And then they think, consciously or unconsciously, I can get a lot of attention doing this and they get addicted to the attention. They get addicted to the applause. That's what they want. They want the fans, the followers, the likes. I went into healing to heal myself and kind of fell into being a healer. And uh, in all walks of my life, have never craved the notoriety or the fans or the followers. It doesn't really mean anything to me. It's very kind when you get feedback, but that's not why I do it, you know. Because you, you, there are going to be times when my opinion is unpopular. So I'm not doing it for popularity. I'm doing it because I'm speaking my truth, which is another phrase that's got abused. Um, 
So the aho phrase is a brilliant red flag that you are in a circle of bullshit. <laughs> you have entered a zone of bullshit. And it is your choice now whether you choose to stay within that bullshit or to leave. Um, the native communities have been abused so much. So the Sami tend to live um, quite... They're, they're not abused as such. But if we look at what's happening with the Aboriginal communities and their native medicine, and then you look at the Native Americans and how they're treated in reservations and how they have been treated and how deprived they are and what high levels of mental health issues and addiction they have and how they live in shanty towns. You know, if you look at how gypsy communities are treated around the world and, again, how their traditions, certain traditions, their clothes, their, you know, the stuff that's bright and fluffy is stolen and yet they are demonised. It's exactly the same with Native communities and Native American communities. It's despicable. It's despicable. So, you know, the white man comes in. The white man is a generic term. The white man comes in and he abuses and he uh, rapes and he kills um, the Native peoples. And then he goes, oh, I like that headdress. That's nice. Oh, I like, I like that drum. That's nice. I'll have that. And I have a bit. I mean, this is what, this is colonialism. This is what has happened around the world. This is what happened in India. This is what happens in the Middle East. This is what is still happening. Oh, I like those jewels. I'll have them. But I don't like you, so I'll crush you. And that's what's happened. And when people start to steal traditions, that's exactly what they're doing. They're still part of the colonial narrative. So, um... It's, it's a kind of despicable thing that has happened, that there is no, you know, where is the donations to the Lakota communities or other communities um, out in Native America? Where are the donations? Um, where is the, the celebration of their culture and of who they are as people, of their ancestry, of their beliefs? It's not there. But what is happening is that uh, terms and phrases and sacred items are being appropriated and then used for self-gain used for self basically, used for self-promotion. Um, many, many years ago I went to uh, <clears throat> a ceremony um, in one of the caves in Glastonbury. I actually just sort of stumbled upon it. I was there and it's meant to be a holy spring and when I was there, there suddenly, you know, I was sort of doing my thing and then suddenly this um, group of people come in and there's drums and they're singing and they're doing a ceremony. Anyway, she was this very infamous shamanic woman. She'd given herself a shamanic name and she toured the place with this massive drum. She sort of toured around the UK and the world. And everyone said, you have to see her, she's amazing, she's amazing. So I took part in the ceremony because again, I was naive, I didn't know any better. Um, and then a few months later, I did my research. I came back. And I was curious and I did my research and I found that Native American communities were up in arms. They were saying, so, you know, we never initiated her. We never gave her this name that she's given herself. We believe she, we, we say to you, she's a charlatan. She's stolen our traditions. She's stolen our ways and she's making money out of them. And they were furious. And that was my doorway into realizing that most people that practice shamanic, in inverted commas, practices are fakes, cons, and thieves. And um, recently, someone, a shamanic practitioner, uh, suggested a book to read. It was uh, bu Buffalo Medicine. Um, I don't know the title, I can't remember the title. Uh, and I remember Googling it and thinking, oh, okay, that looks interesting. It doesn't quite resonate, though. Why would 
a practitioner who I think has integrity suggest a book like this. And then I did my research. And again, there were Native American communities up in arms saying, our traditions have been stolen, this is a fake, this person has given themselves a name saying that it was bestowed on them by a tribe, it's never been bestowed. I mean, it's just horrific. There are branches of shamanism, which I cannot name, but which have stolen traditions and are big business now, big schools of shamanism that have just stolen traditions. And the people from that country are screaming, you've, you've stolen our traditions, you've stolen our medicine, our, you know, our ways of working, and then you know, change them a little bit to make money out of them. But this isn't the truth, this isn't how you really do the work, one. And two, hello, where's our commission? So I think the danger, not only is it disgusting behaviour, inappropriate, lacking in integrity and authenticity, but the danger is that what people are learning and doing isn't even shamanism. It isn't even pure healing. It's not the light. It's black magic. It's darkness. It's bullshit. It's bullshit, basically. So at the very least, it does nothing. At the very worst, it causes harm. And a lot of these people that are sitting in drumming circles and circles and shamanic inverted commas circles are causing a lot of harm in the world. A lot. And entities are attaching to people and all kinds of dark spirits are being summoned up. Many, many years ago, I was part of um, a movement in St Paul's, mainly, called Occupy London, where the homeless people basically occupied um, empty buildings and were trying to reclaim our our, our buildings, our empty buildings, our streets, um, so they could have a home, you know. Um, It was a very beautiful movement but then it got infiltrated and so I started running uh, drumming circles because it was guidance Uh, it was a message from spirit I didn't charge money for it I didn't make anything from it Um, some charlatans wanted to get involved and did along the way I've shared in another podcast some guy who made drums wanted to come and start giving out his (laughs) his flyers um, in a workshop because he wanted he just thought these people are going to be prime you know, let's get them hooked in, let's get them coming to workshops. But that's not what I was doing. I was just running drumming circles and I'll probably at some point do a podcast about it. But um, uh, one of the things that um, I started to notice was how so many people wanted to get involved because they thought it was a sexy thing to do. So we did one drumming circle in a building and I had um, the most inappropriate people come along. Like they were just there because they were looking for new clients. They were looking for people that they could um, start to recruit. Uh, and they thought they'd use me because I'd been running these circles for a while. So one self-proclaimed shamanic practitioner came along who basically did... Uh, what did he do? Well, he sort of did uh, BDSM, as they call it. You know, he was sort of tying people up and sticking pins in them and calling it shamanism. <laughs> It was horrific. He was doing really dark work. So he came along and he preyed on any women in the circle, trying to get them to join his little cult. And then another guy came along who didn't have a clue about shamanism. He'd been to two workshops, but he wanted to be a shamanic, you know, space holder. So he used to come to my circles to steal stuff. So he came along with his buffalo drum that he bought for however many hundreds of pounds because he wanted to recruit people to his next circle. I mean, all of this is just not the essence of shamanism. It's just not the truth of it. Um, Anyway, I remember we ran this circle and we drummed and we called in the ancestors 
Um, and I naively felt at the time that if you just drum and you call in your spirits, that you're safe and everything is love and light. And when we finished the circle, there was a guy in circle who I'd seen before at Occupy. He was the real deal, really. He just sort of silently wandered around and did his work. And he came up to me and he said, be really careful when you do these circles. Not everything is off the light. And I, that was my, again, another, you know, these little doorways in life. That was a point where I was, I had to really think about that. And I realized that well, I mean, quite soon after that, the circle started to stop anyway. And I got very sick and I realised that, yeah, I probably didn't understand that you can summon up a lot with the drum and it isn't always love and light. And it can be harmful to you and it can be harmful to others. And that you do have to have a mindfulness. So, as you might be able to hear in the background, we now have the infamous leaf blower <laughs> that has entered society um, you know, when I was a child, you would just hear the rake and it was such a soothing sound on a Sunday afternoon. And now we have the leaf blower, that hideous invention, which just creates noise and pollution in the world, but actually exemplifies very well what I'm kind of trying to say about these dodgy circles is that our ways of working are creating more harm than good in the world, more pollution, more noise, more clatter, more disruption, rather than truth and integrity. So the next time you're at a circle and you hear a ho, I hope you will think, hang on a sec, bullshit radar, is this person genuine and do your research. And I hope that you, if you are drawn to shamanism and it's something that inspires you, that you find your integrity with it. And as the leaf blower takes over, <laughs> I'm going to um, uh, sign off. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. Wherever you are on your journey, I wish you much joy, love, peace, abundance, and leaf blower free moments. Until the next time. <laughs>